Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. downtown church. You may have noticed that something's different today, mainly the fact that I'm a teenager and not a preacher. That's because today is downtown church's first ever youth Sunday. Now, with that being said, let's bow our heads for a prayer. Dear God, thank you for this beautiful day and the chance to share what we have learned during our time on this earth, whether it's been 50 years or just 13. Please give us the wisdom to obey your commandments and in doing so be allowed to abide in your love and love each other. In your name we pray, amen. I 
I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God disclose it and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none of them has ever from John 15, 12 through 17. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you and everything that I have heard from my father. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. My name is Kennedy Randall. I'm a senior at Ridgeview, and I will be attending Presbyterian College next year. <laughs> when we're young, our parents tell us not to lie. They tell you it's bad. Honesty is the best policy is a popular phrase. It's just one of those things that gets ingrained in your brain. Of course, though, we lie. We think it's a better option. I'm not sure why I thought telling my parents that when I was seven, I was the one that called 911 to see what would happen was the better option. But at the time, it just seemed like the obvious choice. Another thing that my parents tell me is to love yourself, to treat yourself well. I can check that one off my list because I'm one of my favorite people and I take myself out on ice cream dates at least two times a week. <laughs> Cookie dough is my favorite flavor. But one thing that people rarely talk about is the correlation between the two. How being honest with yourself is loving yourself. When my father passed away in January, I was in shock, disbelief. I had just hung out with him three days before. The first thing I said when I found out was, my dad? I went through every stage of grief for weeks and I'm still going through them. One of those stages being denial. I didn't want to believe it, and I still don't want to. I lied to myself, telling myself it wasn't true, that this was just some sick joke that the universe was playing on me. But that didn't help anything. In fact, it made it worse. I thought lying to myself was the, was the better option, but it was really hurting me and my mental health. In these verses, Jesus tells us to love others as I have loved you. One way that he loves us is being honest with us. Jesus excelled at telling people the truth, even when it was uncomfortable. So what's so bad about making yourself uncomfortable? What's so bad about letting ourselves sit with the brutal truth? Being honest with ourselves as a community is the way we can love ourselves and others. We confess our sins each week as a way of being honest with each other, with God, and with ourselves. God says, love thy neighbor, but what happens when you're the only one in the neighborhood? Thanks be to God for honesty. Amen. We often say mean things to one another. We often do mean things to each other. We need God to forgive us. Let us now confess what we need God to forgive. Let us pray. Lord, we pray to you, knowing that we have not loved you as you have loved us. God, we have not loved our neighbor as you have loved us. We pray to you, asking for forgiveness, for not spreading your love to the hearts of others. May your everlasting love cleanse our souls as we ask for your forgiveness. In your name and in your love, we pray.
us when we mess up, I forgive you and will love you no matter what you do. Learning from our mistakes will help us do better in the future. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. A reading from John 15, 12 through 17. This is my commitment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, I do not call you servants any longer because a servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit that will last so that the father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. Good morning. My name is Rachel Smith, and I'm a senior at Ridgeview High School, and I will graduate in a couple days. And after I graduate from high school, I'll be attending North Carolina A&T to study nursing. <laughs> you know, I was a bit shocked when I was asked to speak about forgiveness and love. I found it funny because for the past few months, I've been struggling with trying to understand why and how God could forgive me. How could God forgive others for what we do to each other? You know, we always hear people say, as long as we ask God for forgiveness, then God will forgive us. I don't know about you, but every time I hear that, I'm skeptical. I'm like, does he really forgive us every time? Because when I think about how many times I would forgive somebody for either treating me wrong or doing wrong in the world, I, th I think I could honestly only forgive them like three times. And if they... <laughs> and if they were to do those things after the third time, I would not be too forgiving. I hate to say it, but it's the human thing to do. I'm not Jesus, but I can try to be like him. The amazing thing about forgiveness is that it welcomes us back into a friendship with Jesus and with each other. The amazing thing about God is that God forgives us when it, we can't forgive ourselves. God forgives us our enemies when we don't have the courage to do it. Jesus commands us in this verse to love one another as I have loved you. God forgiving us is the way that God loves us, and our job to forgive each other is a way we can love those who are hardest to love. Thank God for forgiveness. Amen. A reading from John 15, 12 through 17. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I call you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. And I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, my name is Anna Catherine Adams, and I'm a sophomore at Hammond. Recently in English, I read the book As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. In the book, the mother, Addie Bundren, has a particular philosophy on words versus actions. Addie believes that words are empty concepts. Instead, she values actions because she says that actions can convey an emotion more accurately and fully. The love I see in the Bible through Jesus is most often love as an action. Jesus showed his love through his words, but most importantly, in his acts of healing and giving to others, especially those who lived on the margins. The scripture says, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So the question we face now is how can we communicate love in our actions while ensuring that our love is contagious? To me, incorporating genuine acts of love in our daily life is like bearing the sweetest of fruit. We can bear fruit in making new friends and serving others. Last summer, I went to Montreat Youth Conference with 15 youth from downtown church and close to 1,000 other youth from all across the country. At Montreat, there was this steadfast love coming from everyone around me. It was a contagious love. The atmosphere was so warm because everyone was contributing to making the camp as fun as possible. The littlest things, like kids constantly smiling and being open to making new friends, was a huge part of it. Or with the nonprofit homeworks, serving a neighbor in the hot sun by giving them a new roof, and with Transitions Homeless Shelter, seeing the love that was spread in the community after serving meals to the most vulnerable among us is extraordinary. When we give and serve, love is undoubtedly contagious. Those who have experienced love are convicted to spread it. I encourage and challenge us all to understand the power of loving actively like Addie Bundren believes. Whether in work, school, family, or the church community, someone out there needs our love, and being that source of love is our highest calling from God. Thanks be to God for love. Amen. I've been down this road before I remember every tree Every single blade of grass Holds a special place for me And I remember every town Every hotel room And every song I ever sang With a guitar attitude I remember everything Things I can't forget The way you turned and smiled on me The night that we first met And I remember every night Your ocean eyes are blue How I miss you in the morning light Like the roses
We are gathered, old and young, to remember the risen Christ. We are gathered to be made whole. Come to this table, not because you have to, but because you may. Come, not because you are wise, but because you need guidance. Come, not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come, not because any goodness of your own gives you a right to come, but because you need mercy and help. Come, because you love God a little and would like to love God more. Come because God loves you. Come to the table, for there is room for all. Please join me in the great prayer of thanksgiving. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks our Lord. Lord, we thank you for giving us land to create roots upon and for the living waters that nourish our bodies and souls. We thank you for the many gifts, our health, the love from our families, and your forgiving love. So that our joy may be complete, let us love one another as you love us. Lord, may the fruit of our efforts be pleasing to your eyes. We praise and thank you for choosing us and for showing us the way to your kingdom and for loving us dearly. O Lord, we praise you joining our voices with the choir of angels and with all the faithful of every time and place, who forever sing to the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the Hear us now as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So we've heard the verse from John three times now. So it really sticks in your head. 
We've heard Kennedy and Rachel and Anna Catherine talk about honesty, about forgiveness, and about love. And those three words are really all captured in the sacrament of communion. It's when Christ shows us that he is honest with us. He forgives us, and ultimately, he loves us, and he calls us to love one another. So in the night when Jesus would be betrayed, he gathered his friends for a meal, and he took the bread after giving thanks, and he broke it. And he said these strange words. He said, this is my body, and it's broken for all of you. Whenever you eat of this, remember me. In the same way, he held up a cup and he poured out some wine. He said, this cup holds the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Whenever you drink from this cup, remember me. So friends, as often as we eat of this bread and we drink from this cup, we proclaim Jesus' life and death and resurrection until he comes again. I now invite the communion servers to come forward. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the invitation to the feast and to unite together. You have filled us with love. You give us energy and strength. Thank you for the nourishment and let us move on as a community to find love and hope for you, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's now rise and sing together.
shall meet on that beautiful shore and the sweet by and by. Come on now, we're going to sing it one more time. Sing this time. And the sweet by and by. We shall meet on that beautiful shore and the sweet. As you go from this place, may your lives be that of honesty, forgiveness, and love. Go in peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.